What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Heroes for Sale podcast. My name is Adam. I am your host. So on today's episode, I am going to kind of be going through some higher-end stuff that I noticed um, sell on eBay in the past few days. But the first, or not but, but the first, I guess I did it again, whatever. The first two listings that I'm going to look at are something that did catch my catch my eye when I was looking. Let me find them. So it was on the same day, and it doesn't look like... They were the same seller. It looks like they were pretty different listings. So we had a, uh, a first Bowman Chrome card for Christian Yelich and a first Bowman card, uh, both of them first Bowman autographs, number to five. One was two of five for Yelich, and the other one was five of five for Wander Franco. But the thing that I found most interesting was the significant difference in pricing. So the Yelich only got a nine grade with a nine autograph. So that obviously, that probably hurt the card a lot. Uh, if that person, if, I don't know, it's, it's, it's weird. Like if you get that card and it gets that grade, I guess it is sort of tough to, um, it is sort of tough to kind of crack that out of the case. Cause since it's such a low numbered card, like, you would probably if you're if you're spending that money like so it sold for twelve thousand one hundred and eighty eight dollars so if you're buying that card uh most likely you're doing a little bit more research generally than like uh if you were just buying any kind if you even if you were just buying like a random just first bowman regular non-autograph card for christian yelich but like if you're if you know, I don't know. I mean, and looking, so I'm looking at the card, and I guess the main issue is in the C in his name. It, the autograph is kind of um, streaked a little bit, so that's, I mean, that's the reason why the autograph got a nine. But then looking at the card itself, uh, really the only the grade isn't terrible. The all all nines except for the corners got nine fives. Um, so I mean the grade of the card i think really definitely diminished the price of it but comparing that to the wander franco card that was a it was numbered five of five it was the first bowman auto red that got a got a nine five and then a 10 autograph so i mean i think probably the autograph grade really for the yellow card had a pretty significant effect on the price but the bowman the uh wander franco card sold for fifty five thousand nine hundred and ninety nine dollars so I mean that's like uh, almost that's a little, more than a forty thousand dollar difference between the two cards. Where, like, if you look at if you look at the cards themselves, they're they're essentially the same card. And I'm gonna I almost think that the grading when it comes to a card like this shouldn't really affect the pricing of the card because of how rare it is. Obviously, it did affect the pricing, but like in in reality, like the the difference between the grading, like, if you look at the Wanda Franco card, none of the grades got a 10. So, like, all of them got a 9.5, and then the centering of the card actually got a – or no, corners got a 9. So, you, you look at those two cards, and I think it's an interesting kind of look at how the hobby values – the values a new up and coming prospect versus a guy who won MVP two years ago. Um, and I have a TikTok coming out about this, so there may be, you may or may not have seen. I kind of baseline like this is more of a a more detailed kind of description of the cards themselves. So if you saw the TikTok and you didn't like it, how dare you? Uh, if you didn't leave a comment, how dare you? But if you're listening to the podcast, thanks. I appreciate that. You know, so. This is, like I said, it's a little bit more detail here, and I'm going into more of my thoughts because, like with TikTok, I think as most most of us know, it's um, it's not exactly a place where 
there can be like the minute the videos can only be a minute and i've noticed that most of the videos are actually shorter like the 15 second videos are um the ones that people actually watch like the longer videos it, i don't know it's it's weird because it's if you can get people to watch the longer videos obviously they're gonna um get more views or whatever but like I don't know. I found that the base level stuff kind of works out for TikTok. So like I compared these two cards uh, with the $40,000 difference and since they're numbered to five, so there's only five of these cards and I was looking for a trout one kind of to compare to see uh, where that card would be. And I would imagine that card must be in the $100,000 range. I didn't see any on eBay when I was looking for them specifically. Um, but I can't imagine that card really is even selling too often because at this point, you know, why would you sell a trout card? Like, that doesn't make much sense. Like, even a, a Franco card, yes, I understand because, like, realistically, that could be, like, in the $80,000 range. Like, if he gets the majors and he starts performing right away, if and then that's when I would sell it. Uh, but, if, I mean, and then again, if he goes on to have a crazy good career, like, that could kind of keep going up. But also, you look at, like, what's going on with the Yelich card. Yelich won MVP, and he's probably a top two or three player in the NL right now. Like, now that Betts is over there, it's probably, like, Mookie Betts, Christian Yelich, Ronald Acuna, Cody Bellinger. Um, and those are probably the top four. I guess fifth would maybe be... I mean, I, you could put Soto into that conversation, but I don't, I don't know if I would necessarily would. But Or I guess Rendon would have been in that conversation, but now he's in the AL. Uh, but, like, the the this card for Christian Yelich is one of his best cards. Like, it's either this card or you're getting the Super Fractor, which I don't even know. If this card's selling for 12, like, the Super Fractor is probably in the 50... It's pro it's got pro probably be in the fifty to sixty thousand dollar range. Like we saw the one of one non auto uh, Wander Franco sold in February, I believe, and I think if I was cor if I'm remembering it correctly, I think it sold in the like thirty thousand dollar range, and I think it was graded, and I think it got a a nine five um, BGS. Now, like I said, I don't necessarily think that the grading on these cards should should affect because of how rare they are. Like, if I'm buying that Yelich card, I'm probably... Yeah, I know, it's tough, because I also think that the data should, shouldn't should be changed. Like, because it's, it's it's a weird thing when stuff like that happens. Like, if, if, if they were to crack it and then send it into PSA, there hypothetically could be, like, six or seven number to five graded cards between PSA and BGS. Um, and then same with SGC, I think. I, SGC doesn't have as much of a... I don't think they have a database right now with population reports, but I think PSA and BGS both do. So, like, in theory, there could be three or four or five or six of these cards that are graded. Um, but also, I mean, it's it's similar to, like, the, um, the Pete Alonzo one-of-one Superfractor Auto is graded... was graded an eight. So, like, in that scenario, that's where I may not... I think it was an eight or it was an eight five. I forget off the top of my head, but it, it had the silver, the silver grade on it. Like, because I, I know the nine five is when they give it the gold grade, um, and then obviously black label is different color. But that's neither here, neither here nor there for this conversation. So that's kind of what I. I just thought that that was kind of interesting to me, looking at those two cards and comparing, um, comparing that how the hobby values 
a up and coming number one number one prospect. So it's not even like he's up and coming. He's the number one prospect at this point. So like it's not like he's um I don't know. I don't really know how to describe him. I mean it's he's he is the number one and I think he has probably two ish one and a half to two more years until he's in the majors. Um so it really is an interesting conversation of when you even sell a card like Wander Franco because like he's an 18 year old number one prospect. So like he doesn't really at least until he gets to the majors, there's almost no there's not a lot of upside for that card until kind of he maybe gets to double A and then maybe he makes his debut. Um, I think those are probably the two areas where you look at like potential spikes, but it also is going to depend on how well he plays. But then you look at Yelich, who's the MVP. Like, why, why wouldn't that card be more valuable? I mean, other than the grade. Like, if if this card got the same grade, you know, if it got a ten auto and it graded a nine five with three nine fives, actually, so that also probably could be another reason why this card sold for so much. It got three nine fives uh, for the grading, and then it got the one nine. Um, but so, like for Yelich, like if this card had the same exact grade, I think this is probably in the twenty-five to thirty thousand dollar range. It just seem it seems lower to me if you're comparing the two. Um, and I think so. That those were the first two that kind of popped into my head. Uh, the one of one Morant optic autograph black um, border sold on eBay as well. That sold in the last couple of days. The other listing, a and also a messy PSA ten sold. The one of one uh, RPA Kyler Murray National Treasures card sold. Uh, that's pretty pretty crazy. Actually, wait, is this numbered to ten? Is this no? That's that's just a. This looks. I don't think this. I think this is just a trout. So a trout. A PSA or no BGS nine five with a ten auto trout base trout sold for ten thousand um, dollars. That's kind of a crazy card. Uh, and I'm there is one other, well two other listings that I'm comparing that I wanted to look. Oh shoot! So here I'm. Oh so the number to five actually now that I'm looking. So a PSA ten gold Mike Trout auto has a. I don't think it has a grade on the auto, but it was a ten. Number to fifty gold sold for a hundred and twenty five thousand uh, dollars. So that number to five trout is probably, I'd say it has to be. Now that I'm looking at that card, comparing it, it's probably in the like three and a half to four hundred thousand dollar range. Like we all know, it, I think, or at least most of us probably know that the one of one is owned by Vegas Dave, and he bought it for four thousand four hundred thousand um, dollars. And I'd say that card's that card's probably at least a million at this point, if not one, if not two million. Um, the one of one, because that, that's probably like if if we look at like modern day sports cards, that's like the the holy grail of modern day cards, essentially. Other than like, um, like maybe the one of if the if the one of one Luca Prism were to sell uh were to have like a 10 grade or whatever maybe that would maybe that would be the holy grail so here are the other two cards that i do want to compare here is two national treasures cards both of them numbered to 99 both of them uh three color patch autos both of them graded a nine and both of them have a 10 psa nine and have a 10 auto one of them is a luke Doncic, and the other is a trey young now looking at the Looking at the specific numbers, I don't see anything very significant with the 
like the number, like one's numbered 83 and then one's numbered to 39. So I don't th- see anything super significant about those numbers. So, and I don't know if that's just what these number to 99 uh, cards are selling for, like when they ha- when they are graded. Uh, so the Luca sold for $44,600 and the Trey Young sold for $11,788. Um, so, I mean, those National Treasures cards, like when the the Zion National Treasures cards comes out, those are going to be absolutely insane. And I think they may or may not push that release back. Like, they did just come out with Flawless Football, um, so that didn't get pushed back. I, but I also would imagine that's because they um, everybody had the cards themselves. so Or everyone had the, the cases. They weren't shipping any of them out. So they didn't really have to worry about that one. Um, but so, I mean, I just think these higher-end cards, and it's also interesting to see over the past, like, week or so, a lot of, like, because, like, I had noticed, because I do, I, I think I mentioned this before, I, I do a lot of higher-end research, like, I do a lot of, like, um, sometimes I'll use, like, a low-end, I'll do either 8K or I'll do 10K just to look at some of the high-end stuff, which is a lot of the time, it's National Treasures, it's Mike Trout, Bowman Chrome, it's uh, LeBron James rookie stuff, um... Luca, Ja, Zion, all that kind of stuff uh, across the board for the most part. That's what I'm seeing when I'm looking at these cards. So, like, when I saw those cards, like, I look at the overall value of the Trey versus the Luca, and I don't necessarily think, I think it's weird that, like, because right now we're looking at probably, like, I think, I'm actually just going to look it up. The, uh, 20, I'm going to compare the two, actually, just so I can see the difference between the prism. Because these these are the same cards, essentially. Like, other than, you know, the numbering. But like I said, like I said, I don't necessarily think the numbering was super significant with these cards. Um, so, like, I, I don't, don't exactly know why they, why there was such a difference in price gap. So I'm looking, so Luca PSA 10 prism, uh, 430. And I think the last time I checked the Trey Youngs, they were around 200. So we're just going to check that one too. So like, in theory, if those cards sold for similar to why spelled Trey wrong, Trey Young PSA 10, uh, we'll go to sold listings. Like that, tr- the either I think the Trey Young should have sold for more. It looks like the Trey Youngs are selling in the 200 range. Um, no, 160 to 170, 175, 180, 170, 180. So we'll just compare here. So we'll do we'll, we'll do 180. We'll do on the high end divided by uh, 430. So 41%. So let's see. So four. So four four. So 41%. So 44600 zero, zero, times 0.44. Realistically, I think that Trey Young card should be more in the twenty thousand dollar range. Uh, should be like when I did that. When I did the math on the comparison between what the uh, Luca cards are selling for and what the Trey cards are selling for, the Trey would be nineteen thousand six hundred or whatever, because that was forty one percent of what the Luca was. So I don't know. I mean, I think that person got a pretty good deal on that card. Like for the most part, we've seen. About a 50% difference. Like, over the summer, you could have got Lucas for around 80 to 85. You could have got Trey's for around 40 to 45. So, I'd say that person probably got a decent deal on that Trey Young card. And I know what you're saying. They spent $11,000 um, 
on a sports card. That's crazy how they get a deal. Well, like I just said, I think percentage-wise, if we're – I do like to use percentages of – different cards uh to determine kind of what i see the value as uh, because realistically i think across the board for them across the board most cards should be around the same percentage if you're comparing uh if you're comparing players because there isn't re- there isn't a real reason like so like this this uh well actually we'll just divide this and see what the value was compared to the 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 national treasures compared to uh, the prism card. So 44600. So 26%. So like the difference between Lucas and Trey prism cards was about 41 ish percent. Then the difference between these two national treasures cards was about 20, 26%. So like the, the Trey card was 26% of the value of the Luca card where I think it should have been a little bit higher. Now I think sometimes that my theory of that doesn't, it's not exactly one-to-one. Uh, you know, sometimes it, the value doesn't necessarily transfer over with cards. But, like, when you're looking at objectively, I'd say these cards are pretty much the same cards. Like, they both got – they're both three-color patches. They're both numbered to 99. They're both obviously rookies. they both PSA 9s, and then they um, both got 10s on the autos. Uh, you know, the patches are really nice. Uh, the cards themselves, I love these National Treasures cards. I'm hoping – I forget if they came out with the design for this year's National Treasures for basketball. I don't remember off the top of my head if they did or not. But I I do like National Treasures as a product, and it would be like if I were into autos, I would probably – that's where I would start. So if you're, you're – cont- cont- so – I'd start with National Treasures and Contenders if you're trying to learn the market uh, because those are the two from my – from what I've seen in the research that I've done are the two kind of products that are the most important for autographs. And sometimes pat- – I mean patches as well. Like the RPAs and National Treasures are kind of uh, more notorious than uh, Contenders. I'm not 100 – I'm not even 100% sure if they have – auto or if they have – um patches and contenders i think they do on some cards but they aren't they wouldn't be considered like the rpa uh for football contenders is probably the most important autograph um autograph itself not because with national treasures you're getting rpa patch uh patch autograph as well so i mean those are the two kind of comparisons that i was doing when i was looking at the cards uh looking at some high-end stuff um if anybody has any questions or any kind of opinions maybe because i'd love to talk and see if if people maybe have a difference in opinion or kind of what their thoughts are you can follow me on instagram tiktok here's for sale uh follow me on twitter it's a palmer media uh or if you want to subscribe on patreon it's patreon.com slash heroes for sale you get an extra podcast episode and then you get a uh you get access to the twitter so from those two things or from those two areas you got the obviously all the free content and then you get some of the paid content um or if you are in one of my live streams usually i i will open up the open up twitter for people to follow there sometimes that'll happen so that happens once or twice a week most of the time so if you can catch me on a live stream and then you go to twitter just know that the twitter most likely would be open um but that's all i got for this episode so i really appreciate everybody listening uh i will see everyone in the next episode thank you very much